so honoured to have you here and welcome you to today's conversation. So sit back, take a breath and get ready to see the world through a new and expansive lens with me, Emma Evelyn Campbell. This weekend we were at the beach, which Mm -hmm. was... uh, amazing we live like my husband and I live like 20 minutes from this just beautiful beach in, in Half Moon Bay so we usually when I'm not when I'm not at home that's usually where <laughs> you'll find me is over there and um yeah it was just such a beautiful day and uh there was actually not that many people this one beach we go to mm. was really empty and and then yeah the last couple of days uh, since the weekend just been working on a couple of projects um because nice. there's my with my business um I support a lot of women in nervous system uh, stabilization work. And I actually wrote a piece yesterday on Facebook about the coaching industry specifically. And there's been some Mm. things that have been coming up. Um, So for any of your listeners that want to go check that out, that I'm going to probably pin that post at the top because I've been getting so many messages about it. We can definitely like, we can definitely go, go into that, I think in this discussion a little bit, but like firstly, Mm -hmm before we kind of jump into everything, do you want to give a quick introduction um, to you, let all the listeners know who you are, what you do, and then I think maybe just share what's on your heart to speak about today, what's on your heart um, the past week that you want to kind of share with everyone who's tuning in today? Yeah, great. Yes, I'm so excited to be here, Emma. Thank you again for asking me. So yeah, my name is Laura Larios, and I'm the founder and CEO of The Potent CEO, which is, um, it's a it's a consulting and coaching brand, basically. And, when, and I do a lot of one-on-one customized uh, nervous system and adrenal support for high, generally high performers, a lot of entrepreneurs and leaders, uh, coaches, people in corporate, uh, predominantly all women who I work with. Um, and these women come, you know, the women I work with, like usually they're growing or scaling their businesses or moving up somewhere in the in the corporate field, but they're also experiencing some aspects of a lot of like exhaustion or fatigue in some way or having a difficult time in, in uh, focusing and concentrating. And this is all linked to like the nervous system. So uh, this is where I come in and offer that support and really help them to uh, be able to have the, the ease and the joy and the connection that they want in their lives and in their businesses. Um, and also really help their businesses scale in a way that's sustainable as well. Because mm-hmm. a lot of women want to scale, but they're, um, they're, like I said, the energy is sort of, you know, up and down. So um, it can lead them to more exhaustion. So I offer that nervous system support. Nice. So what is on your heart to to share, to talk about today? And I was interested actually in your story there when you were talking about it. The people that you support now, was that once you? Was that once you who was in this world, who felt overwhelmed by the corporate? Is that kind of the connection there? Interestingly, no, it was it's a funny story. Um, funny. Well, yeah, so there are some things that yes, I of course, like, find myself going, Oh, that, that's a little bit like me, but I actually started out in so I studied psychology in, um, in college. And uh, I was actually going for my master's in counseling psychology, I wanted to, to help people and specifically help people with trauma, I, I had experienced some trauma when I was a child and really wanted to like get to the root of this and like really help people. And, um, Long story short, I, I the program I didn't end up finishing it because it was not quite what I wanted exactly. It was like it was very regimented and it was still very cognitive based. Like it was all about the mind and like 
you know, using the mind and actually I felt there was more because I had been in the program for a long time and I had noticed some shifts, but I, I didn't, there was still something missing. So I left the program and kind of went off on my own and started doing my own research and like looking into other modalities um, besides just the cognitive aspect and um, in treating or looking at trauma for myself actually in the beginning and then kind of like figuring out how I could apply this later. And at the time I left, I was actually in hospitality. I had been in the restaurant industry since I was, gosh, 14. And so there was a part of me that was really drawn to places like the rest of the industry is very high adrenaline. Like it's go, 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 go. You have to think fast. You're doing multiple things at one time. You have to listen to everybody and like the chefs, the customers, like there's a lot going on. And on one level, I really thrived in that environment. Like I was really, I got in there and I was really good at being able to, um, multitask and like be in like this really high state. But then I noticed at the end of the day, of course, I crashed. And, mm-hmm. um, and so it would like work a couple shifts, like feel great and like make this, you know, just have all this energy and then, you know, write down. And so of course, over time, when you do that over and over and over again, there were mm-hmm. other things that started to, to happen where I wasn't, my health wasn't great, you know, in that type of environment. And I was young. So it was sort of like, hmm, maybe I need to kind of change, change things up a bit. Um, so in that sense, it, there was a correlation there where it was like, mm-hmm. I liked the aspect of moving really fast and feeling like I was in control and I could handle all these things at one time. And, um, it was almost like it gave me this feeling of sometimes invincibility, which adrenaline can give you. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, so I I think that was definitely the the link there Mm -hmm. for sure. Mm -hmm. And then there was, um, and then I continued with my studies um, with um, the nervous system and learning Mm -hmm. about the body and and things like that. I think for our listeners, what would be great to kind of start us off is actually to define what is the nervous system? Because I know a lot of people will talk about this in the industry about the nervous system and obviously we've got the parasympathetic and the autonomic nervous system what is the difference between these two so I'd love you to give like kind of an understanding to our listeners as to what actually is that and how it kind of interacts with our with our lives yeah no great question because you're right you're hearing this term a lot about the nervous system and you're right there's different branches of the nervous system the main one I would say that I sort of focus on the most is the autonomic which means automatic. And um, this is the branches of the nervous system where we're looking at survival responses specifically. So the autonomic controls the the survival responses of the fight, fight, freeze. And then the actually there's a there's another one as well, which is dorsal, uh, which is shut down. So that's when the, the system just goes, you know, completely like, you know, shuts mm-hmm. off basically on some level to protect. So these are all survival mechanisms that we have and our nervous systems were designed uh, again, to protect us with these different states. And our nervous systems are designed to be in these states for maybe 10, 20 minutes to like, cause back when we were trying to get away from a threat to like, let's say it was a lion or, you know, something that we you know needed to move away from either fight it or run, or maybe we just like froze up or whatever. Um, but our, this is the interesting part is that, so yes, we're designed for that to keep us in survival, but then, then the system, the nervous system naturally contracts and expands. That's just what it does. So when it's in a survival state, it contracts because it's, it's getting ready to, to protect you. And then after 20, 10, 15 minutes, whatever, like dealing with the threat, then it's supposed to come back into a ventral state, which is the safety and connection. And that's when we feel in, in, at ease and, you know, we feel safe. So that's the expanded state. 
Um, however, unfortunately, due to <laughs> different aspects of our, you know, growing up and mm. technology and just, you know, our society now obviously isn't the same as it was when we were, you know, roaming the lands and, you mm -hmm. know, hunting and gathering and things like that. Um, our nervous systems at the at the moment are, are more in a, a lot of survival state. Like it's pretty much predominantly where people live now, or we, at least the women I work with, like it's 90% of the time in the survival state where the nervous system is either in that fight, flight, or freeze, or dorsal, or, uh, and then like a small percentage of the time in that ventral state. So we want to flip that because there's so many aspects to this on a neurological level too, that when you are in this complete like um, survival state for a predominantly long period of time, or sometimes years, people live this for years and years and years, it creates this, well, there's a lot of symptoms that can happen, like putting a strain on the adrenals, because usually when you're in survival state, you're really pumping some type of stress hormone, like cortisol, mm -hmm. adrenaline, these are things that are pumping through your system. So over time, it wears on the adrenals, which are the glands right above your kidneys. And so these are very important little glands. And, um, and so when those get worn, basically fatigued over time, you then start to experience all these other lists of symptoms, which I can <laughs> go into another time, but it's, it's a lot. And, um, and then even the, the, the cognitive, like the neocortex part of our brain, which is the critical thinking part of our brain is not fully online in it when we're in a survival response. It's very difficult for us to have discernment, to think critically um, when we are in a, in a survival response. So this is where the nervous system. So then is like really the part I mostly address in my work is the autonomic and dealing with and helping people move out of these survival responses. Mm -hmm. What was interesting there as well is we talk about the survival in a sense of we do need it to protect us in some elements, especially like you said, when we're, we're roaming the lands, when we are out hunting. And now it seems, especially through the work that you're doing, it's infiltrated into so many areas of our life where it doesn't actually need to be. So we're protecting ourselves from things that we don't actually need to protect ourselves from. Could you give some examples of how this survival instinct actually can come up in our life, for example, in things like business, and then how this actually links to what we need to do, what are the processes and the steps that we need to take to bring ourselves back to that more relaxed state so that we're not responding out of this flight or flight mechanism when we don't actually need to? Yeah, that's a great question. So, you know, sometimes these things, you're right. Like, it's obviously, we're not running from a tiger anymore, but it's usually... <laughs> Who like, knows? Unless you work in a zoo, maybe. Right, exactly. <laughs> but to our nervous system, it's really interesting because... So our nervous systems also... I think people forget is it could we have all this technology really are like in a lot of ways like living in this very like we're 2022 there's just so many amazing things we can do but at the same time our nervous systems are not any different than they were back in that time so so for example like when you're in a corporate environment let's say this comes up when you're in a meeting and let's say they're the your boss is maybe not in the best mood and the tone is very maybe a kind of aggressive a little bit short um, you, he's not making good, he or she is not making good eye contact with you or, um, or they're giving you a really intense glare. Again, every person's nervous system is a little bit different in how they're going to get triggered around this. But in general, like there's some, your nervous system is picking up on these, these nonverbal cues all day long. It's called neuroception. So we, our nervous systems look at tone of voice, facial, facial expressions, uh, eye contact, things like that. It's 
another reason why the last two years has been so intense. Um, so anyway, so when when you're in a meeting and your boss is being kind of short or he's he or she is talking really fast or there's just this element of the nervousness of picking up on, oh, this isn't safe because the tone of voice is sharp or this person is being very, um, their, their tone sounds very aggressive. So I need to go into, a, I need to get ready for either to fight this person or either to flee this person or maybe I'm just going to like completely shut down. And so this is where it comes up. It's very subtle and it's interesting. And, and sometimes how people experience it, depending on how in tune they are with themselves, because also a lot of us are very disconnected from ourselves. So maybe some people don't even notice this is happening. And then for those that do notice that they might, they might kind of notice that they're like not focusing as much now. They're kind of wandering or off and like thinking about something else. That's a kind of a way they're fleeing from the situation. It's just like, okay, I'm just going to kind of like go somewhere else. Or there's an element of feeling like the heart rate increasing. Um, there's this feeling of like, I need to, uh, yeah, either run away or maybe I'm going to like be a little bit combative. Like now I'm getting into a little bit of like a defense. So if this person, this boss or this leader asks me something, I'm going to be very sharp or I'm going to be very quick or I'm going to, you know, just be very kind of defensive. And, and there's an element too of losing ability to hear even what's going on. So it's like, it's interesting. Once the system gets locked into that state, you might even remember most of the meeting. Like once you, once your nervous system in those few seconds, like it happens in seconds, this thing, mm -hmm. it's like you, your system's in that state now. And it's like looking for the danger, like at all times, like it's scanning. Is this safe? Is this not safe? Is this safe? Is this not safe? So when it's doing that throughout like the meeting, for example, you might notice chunks of the meeting you don't even remember. Like it's just, and this is where people go like, ah, yeah, I'm having a difficult time concentrating or like I have a difficult time focusing. Maybe even some people think they have some form of ADHD. And again, I can't, I can't diagnose that, but sometimes people think they have it because they're just like, they're losing memory of things or they can't focus. Mm -hmm. And this is because of the, the nervous system. And I would say most likely, and especially in a corporate environment where there's a lot of um, pressure to always be producing and, and, and uh, moving fast to some degree, like it should have been mm -hmm. done yesterday. And there's just a lot of stress. And even your boss has a boss above him or her. And so there's just like all this pressure all the time to be moving and going and working mm -hmm. almost like a machine. And, and this puts the system in a very like high state of alert it's a hypoarousal state or it's like, okay, I got to be on and there's all this adrenaline, but then, then there's also mm. that crash and people use caffeine to also just keep going throughout mm -hmm. the day to give them energy to um, survive that environment. Mm -hmm. And we talked about this kind of the external environment influencing this, but the way the body responds in this need to find safety or this reactional state when we go into fight or flight is there also an element of our internal conditioning that we've, what we've experienced as a child or what we've experienced through our life that is actually signaling to the body to respond in that way? So in a way, it's kind of unique to the individual as to what they what activates that that autonomic nervous system. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. Exactly. That's exactly it. And as far as I say, everyone's going to be a little bit different and how like mm -hmm. maybe for example, that boss comes in and the, that tone of him or his or her voice to someone else, to one nervous system in that room, it might be fine. Like they may not feel a threat immediately and to another nervous system. If they had a parent, for example, that used that tone and was and with them and there was a lot of shame or they, or they got punished when they heard that tone, there's association within their nervous system of this is now what's going to come next. It's like, there's a mm. threat here. That's going to signal like we need to get ready. So, and we go right into the response that you had maybe when you were a child, for example, or whenever that 
incident or or that thing happened. And again, it's not it's it's interesting because these are stored trauma really is stored stress responses that haven't been addressed. So it was something that happened. It's not necessarily the event itself, but it's the experience of something where we didn't have the proper resourcing to move through the experience at the time that it happened. So for a lot of us on some level, there's an element of trauma or, or a stored stress response either from a teacher or a parent or mm-hmm. somebody in our life at some point that couldn't meet us with our our emotional needs um, because they weren't resourced in that moment and they could, they just couldn't meet us. And so we were left with this like maybe flood of emotions or a reaction to something and didn't know what to do with it. So the system either picked one of the three states. I'm going to either freeze up, shut down or four states, I should say, um, or I'm going to run or I'm going to fight this thing. And that was how we responded. So then going forward, if it hasn't been like you said, addressed or properly moved through the system and, um, uh, then and resourced, then it cu- keeps coming up over and over and over. And mm-hmm. so we'll see it in our partner. We'll get that same response. Uh, we'll get triggered or uh, it could be something at work or yeah, absolutely. It definitely mm-hmm. a lot of this is linked and even there's a huge link to burnout uh, with people who generally burn out or on this sort of route to the burnout. It's because of the, um, the trauma that they have mm-hmm. from the past. And so for them, a lot of these people, their systems are more in the fight or flight response. So it's the hyperarousal, got to move, got to go. Like they're not. And, and so they're just like consistently always like pushing the system mm-hmm. to, to be moving. And this is where we, mm-hmm. and to one, one level it, it's to their advantage because we also have, if you're in the corporate environment, that's rewarded. Um, so the more you're the faster, you're moving, the more you're doing things, the more you're accomplishing things, climbing the ladder, whatever it might be, the more money you're making, the more recognition you're getting. So you just keep reinforcing these behaviors. Mm, I can definitely see that. I can resonate with that experience as well and, and seeing that experience in others. And I guess that if there's some people listening to this and they're tapping into like aside from from coaching and investing in support in this, what are some pattern like interruptions that they can kind of lean into when they start to notice themselves in these states? Because obviously first there's a level of awareness seeing themselves in these states and reacting to outside cues in that way. But what are some things that they can start to do to actually kind of shift how they're responding to what's going on outside and get more into that relaxed nervous system state? Yeah, that's not a great question. You know, generally, um, so for the nervous system, the simplest things are the best. Sometimes we, when we look at healing or wanting to uh, help or support the nervous system, we don't want it to be overly complicated. So I would say starting with just orienting to your environment. This is like the first step. So oftentimes when we're in the survival response, we're not we're kind of almost like we're sent back to where, like you said, wherever the, the, the first time that this occurred for us, mm-hmm. like where we felt this like need to like fight or we felt this need to flee, for example. So the, the key then in that, in that moment is just to then send a different signal to the system that there's safety here. So how do you do that? Well, you take a moment to actually look around your environment. So, so what I'll have my clients do and even like people in my community do is like, I'll say like, just pause for a moment. And I, you know, I want you to slowly move your eyes around the room. So you can start from the left side and then go to the right or vice versa. It doesn't matter. And in this process, focusing on the, the colors, like, you know, and maybe the colors in the room, the textures, 
maybe looking out, if there's a window, you can look out the window and notice like the clouds or the trees, like something neutral. We want to show some neutrality to the system. Mm -hmm. And so this type of orienting sends a signal and a message to the nervous system that, oh, we're not in danger. There isn't something to flee from. So it starts to go into the other gear where then it, it moves into more of that ventral state. And it may not fully go there, but it may, depending on other variables, but at least it starts to like bring, bring it down. Like it's not so much like maybe pumping as much adrenaline now. And another thing you can do is like really feeling your feet on the floor. And a lot of us are just so disconnected from our bodies too. And so, um, and for some people, breath is a little bit too triggering. That's a whole other thing we could talk about with breathing. A lot of people say, focus on your breath. That works for some, it doesn't always work for everyone. So actually, I think the most neutral thing to focus on would be your feet. Most people don't have an issue with their feet. So just feeling your feet on the floor, like literally taking like 30 seconds to a minute to really just feel like your feet, the balls of your feet, like connecting to the floor beneath you and feeling the solidness, something um, anchoring you in that moment. Mm -hmm. um, and you'll also just start to notice that then the system is like when you're when you're putting your focus like that to, the, to your feet and the sensations that are happening when you're connecting to the floor, you know, it, the system starts to move out a little bit of that survival response. What I'm hearing in that is essentially quite grounding based exercises mm. that really connect you into the body in that moment. Yes. And doing it in a way where it's slow like with the nervous system really likes titration. It likes like going very slow. It doesn't like, um, so like some people will try to focus on their entire body. Mm. I actually don't think that's the best thing when you're in a survival response, like start because it's already kind of overwhelmed your system in that moment to try and deal with whatever is it's happening or triggered around. So focusing on just on one part like that, like your feet mm. or, um, maybe your hands, you know, feeling, feeling like are your hands warm, are they cold? Um, maybe even, you know, uh, touching, touching your one part of your body, like says we forget to even just touch it. So sometimes mm -hmm. I'll have people like literally like draw over their hands, like finger by finger. So just noticing each finger um, and that simplicity. Again, these things are so simple, but like mm -hmm. it really helps the nervous system go, oh, we're not in danger because we, we wouldn't be doing this if we had to get away from something like yeah, so there's a, there's a signal of, okay, wait, there is some safety here and there's some resourcing here. Mm -hmm. I love that. And I kind of want to tap into that aspect you said about slowness there, about going mm -hmm. slow. And um, we spoke a little bit about that in the corporate environment, that rush in the corporate environment, but I'm sure you can resonate with me as well. I see this a lot in the entrepreneurial space, this need mm -hmm. to scale, as you spoke about earlier. And so how is it, how important is it to, bring the nervous system to a state of relaxation, to a state of calmness when we're not only scaling our business, but also in the beginning when we're building our business rather than this kind of, I need to make 10K months, I need to make a million in a year. How can we actually bring it back to a space of growing sustainably with the nervous system moving alongside with us? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Great, great question, Emma. And you're right. There's so much pressure at the moment. I think people are feeling in the online space to grow really, really fast. So there's a, there's a couple elements at play here. And I would, um, first thing I would say is, hmm, how do I want to like start this out? Let's see. Just let um, it come through. Let it come through. Yeah. yeah. Come through. It's so I think 
So, okay, when you're working with the nervous system, let's say for growing a business, first of all, you really want to learn what state your home away from home state is. So again, bringing awareness. So each of us, our home state is ventral, which is that safety and connection. So for figuring out what thing, what does safety and connection feel like for you? And, and where are the, what are the people or the environments that tend to uh, promote or give you more of that feeling, number one. So identify what that is for you. Then secondly would be to identify what's your home away from home state. So what I mean by that, Deb Dana talks about this. She's um, one of the uh, mentors that I've uh, studied with and show, um, but she talked about the home away from home state, which is the state, like one of your survival states. And each of us is a little bit different. So for you, Emma, yours might be more freeze. And for someone else, it might be more fight. And so learning also, where does your system tend to go when you're in a stress response? Um, so you can learn to recognize when it's coming up. So for example, and then, and then knowing how to deal with it, because how you deal with a freeze or shutdown is very different than what you would do if you were in a fight or flight response. Mm -hmm. So if you're noticing, for example, I'll just take the fight or flight, because I feel like most people tend to go there, although we can also move into to dorsal and shutdown too, but um, is, okay, do you notice that you are like, like you have a million thoughts going, like it's really hard. Like you have like, you know, like you, most of us like talk about the racing mm -hmm. thoughts aspect. I mean, there's like, oh, I gotta do this and I gotta do that. And then I gotta get back to this person. I gotta post about this thing. And like, you just have like all these different things happening at once. So that there is a sign right there that you're in a, you're in some sort of a survival mm -hmm. response when you have all those, all that going on. Are you finding that you talk really fast or that you having like, you just like, um, almost like that you like you need to be constantly moving on some level. So either that be mentally or maybe even in your home, like you're just doing like, you're just multitasking all day long. So just sort of noticing like, what are some of your um, habits, let's say at the moment, like where, where do you, how do you tend to um, react when under stress and like, and then what stress response is that? Is that fight or flight? Or do you tend to go more numb? Do you tend to kind of space out? Do you tend to find that you can't move? Like you have all these ideas, but like nothing, you can't actually implement them or put them into actions. So then you're probably more of a dorsal shutdown. So then when you know what state you're in, then, then you can start to like bring in these different tools to help your system to, like you said, to regulate. And the other piece of this I want to say is that nervous system stabilization too isn't just about being calm all the time. It's also about capacity. So when we're mm -hmm. stabilizing the system, we're also giving it capacity to hold more. So this means like stress can come in and your system has the capability to hold it and not go into a, you know, a, like, let's say a big survival response anymore. It's like, oh, the stress comes in and you're still able to maintain mostly a ventral state, even when stress is happening. Because that's the other thing Like mm -hmm. our world. Obviously, there's a lot of things happening I, and we can't eliminate all the stress. And I think people <laughs> think we're just going to be, if I, if I just stabilize my nervous system, I'm just going to be chill all the time. And it's like, no, that's not, that's not the goal. So I would say for people who want to scale sustainably, I would really look at where do you tend to go? First of all, like, do you tend to move more into a fight or flight response? Are you do tend to move more into that freeze or that shutdown response where it's hard to move or get motivated around things? Um, or are you doing a million things <laughs> and you're having like difficulty focusing or there's I'm definitely the million things one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Most of us are. I feel like a lot of yeah. entrepreneurs fall into this. And that's definitely. the thing. And so then when you're in this space, what you need to actually do then, I would say, um, would be, you know, again, like, uh, so a lot of this too has to be interwoven throughout your day. I think a lot of people too think like, oh, I'll do these practices or things at the 
like I'll, I'll work throughout my day and at the end of the day, I'll meditate or I'll go mm -hmm. for a walk. And, and, and this still is helpful, but for the nervous system and for sustainable growth, you need to be attuning and giving your system resourcing throughout the day. And what I mean by resourcing is um, maybe stopping for one to two minutes and doing an orienting practice. Maybe it's calling a friend and actually like seeing them face to face. That's another thing too, like either seeing someone in person and or if you can't see them in person, like FaceTiming someone or seeing facial expressions, listening to the tone of someone's voice and having someone just hold space for you. This is so regulating mm -hmm. for our system. So oftentimes when we're entrepreneurs too, we tend to do everything on our own. We want to do everything on our own. We're supporting all these people, but what support are you getting? And so making sure too, that you have someone either a friend or maybe a therapist or a coach, but somebody who can also really attune to where you're at, someone who's in a ventral state themselves and can hold whatever is coming up for you in that moment. Um, mm -hmm. and, and mirroring, because our nervous systems mirror each other. So when, um, like right now, your system's picking up on mine, I'm picking up on yours. And so we're, we're mirroring each other. And so when you're in spending time, even just a few minutes with someone who's in ventral, your system starts to move more into ventral. And mm -hmm. so when you're more in ventral, you'll be less likely to keep wanting to keep like um, pushing and going and, you know, all of that. Mm -hmm. Like, it's, it's just like you start to even also even give your system a, a reference for what this feels like. Also, of course, for some of us who have had trauma, unprocessed, stored stress responses, we don't even have a frame of reference for this or for, or for long extended periods of time for it. Like maybe, yes, we had some ventral experiences when we were children, but maybe they weren't long experiences and we didn't really feel attuned to and properly mirrored by our parents and, you know, all these different things. So when you start to give that to your system, it's more properly resourced. And then you also know what to do when like, you know, stressful situations arise and there's a feeling of the system not needing to go so much into overdrive to, to protect you. Hmm. Yeah, I love that. And what you said about capacity, it's, it's really interesting there because it kind of speaks to me as when you're scaling, obviously everything's going to grow. The amount of clients that you have, the amount of mm -hmm. tasks that you obviously need to attend to. So it's super important, like you said, to be able to hold that space for those people that are coming into your containers. And another thing I sort of see as well is this like notion of selling, what it means mm -hmm. to sell for your business and how important it is to also have a stabilized nervous system for that state. Could you speak a little bit to that and how that kind of links in as well? Yeah. Oh my gosh. So, so important in your right. There's a huge aspect to when you're selling, you don't want to be in a, to, I call this the high adrenaline like sales, which mm -hmm. most sales programs uh, or even like business schools, like teach more of this adrenaline type approach. Um, so yeah. So when you're, well, a couple things. First of all, capacity. Yes, it's so important to be able to hold space first for yourself. So this means knowing where you're at, what do you need, um, what does your nervous system need, and attuning to those needs. So attuning and then also giving it, giving it that. So for example, a lot of us even too, like throughout our day, will sometimes like bypass eating, like, well, like you're hungry, but then you just keep going throughout your day. And then you're really pushing the system. Now it's like, well, I'm hungry. She's not responding. I guess we're in a survival response now. So then it triggers like a survival response, just like not even eating blood sugar drops. So like noticing, oh, am I hungry right now? I'm going to eat something and stopping and actually eating. And this is also brings like mm -hmm. support to your system. So then 
when the system feels properly resourced through food, like proper food, water, connection with other people, like we just talked about, feeling attuned to your needs and like uh, addressing the stored stress responses and the traumas in your own system, the greater capacity you're going to have then, yes, for people who are who want support from you now because you're, you know, you just have the room for it now. It's almost like if you were looking at a living room and you had all this like furniture in there and mm-hmm. those were all your like stored stress responses or your traumas, it's like hard to like get anything else in there because the room is packed. And if you were to start to um, release those responses and um, basically move that furniture out of the room and you have a lot more space to work with, right? And so there's more that you can, you can, um, work within that room. So yes, capacity. So I, what I see for a lot of entrepreneurs at the moment is that there's an element of not a lot of capacity. They just don't have it because of the, mm-hmm. the stress responses that they're in. They haven't looked at the trauma and they're just continually trying to push and trying to go and trying to grow. And it's leading to all these other aspects of like burnout and, and adrenal fatigue. And also it's on, on some level hurting the clients too, or the people they're supporting because it's mm-hmm. not intentionally, of course, but there's an element there of not being able to really hold space for people because you can't hold space for yourself. Mm-hmm. So if someone's coming to you with a problem or they needing support with something and you, you can maybe, maybe you can be with them for 10 minutes, but that's it. Like your system has no more capacity than that to like hold space for someone's emotions that are coming up. Um, it doesn't matter if you're in business, I don't care. This is going to come up for people, especially entrepreneurs like who are, like you said, opening a business or they're scaling or whatever it is, like emotional stuff's going to happen. The launch didn't, didn't go what's how somebody wanted it to go, like all these different things. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, people are going to come to you in these like, you know, like, you know, stressed out or they're going to have these emotions. So you need to be able to have the capacity within your nervous system to hold that person and to help that person and to support that person um, Mm -hmm. through, through that response. Um, And then when it comes to sales, it's really interesting too, because yes, we we want to, first of all, when you're selling, you want to be able to really be able to listen to the person that you're, that you're, you know, who wants to invest with you. And so if you're in a, you know, high adrenaline state, you're not going to be able to really thoroughly pick up on the nonverbal cues of that person, because again, you're in a survival response. And so you're not really paying attention to someone's tone of voice or maybe their facial cues or how well they're making eye contact with you when they're feeling nervous, when they're not really sure. And like, you know, being able to also, again, also hold space for that person in that moment when they're feeling a lot of anxiety or, or trigger, especially when it comes to money, there's a lot of survival mm-hmm. responses that are going to come up for people around money. So you, you need to be able to know how to like hold someone through that and not in a way that's pushy or forceful, but like actually makes them feel like connected to attuned with understood validated in that experience. Mm. How do you think that is best achieved in our industry from your perspective? Because I think, looking at the collective as an entrepreneur, we we want to create money for ourselves. We want to create a business for ourselves. And that ends up being our first value or our first goal. So when that's running the show, this, this need to make money, especially when we're looking at a lot of the trauma that is associated around money, mm. we're moving out of a place of lack. So how do you think we balance that and how do you think we obviously we want to build wealth and we want to create a sustainable business for ourselves. So selling is obviously a vital, important part of that. So how do you think we achieve in those moments that 
that connection to ourselves, but also to the people that we're communicating our, our programs and our products to? Yeah, and great question, you know, and you're right. Like I, you know, there's an element to wanting to, you know, again, we need money to survive. Again, it's linked to our literal survival. So I get it. And I, I think that when you're starting a business and you, yeah, you know, okay, I need a certain income in order to like, just, you know, pay my expenses or if I'm going to leave this job, I need to like make this certain amount of money. So I get that, I get that feeling and that sort of almost like pressure in a sense to like mm-hmm. really make it work. Um, so a couple of things I would say here first is, um, it's sometimes I think there's this idea though, too, like if I get to a certain income level, then my stress is going to go away. So if I can mm-hmm. just reach that 10 K a month or if I mm-hmm just reach 20k a month and everything but then i'll be stable like everything will just make sense i'll feel safe because i have all this money in the bank or whatever right and it doesn't work like that it doesn't it just doesn't work definitely like doesn't so, <laughs> it's the first thing to acknowledge like okay you're these, these coaches or programs whatever if they're selling you can make 10k months I want you to stop for a moment um, and say, okay, yeah, 10K months would be great, but what is under what is really you're looking for underneath that 10K? You're looking for safety is what you're, mm-hmm. you're looking for. You're looking for stabilization. You're looking for freedom, obviously, yes, to be able to like do what you want when you want. And so I would start with finding internal safety now versus looking for it externally through the amount of money you're making. Yes, you need to make money. We're not discounting that. But I want you to first like figure out what does internal safety feel like in your body? Because if you can't feel that in your body and you're trying to make all this money, no amount of money is gonna is gonna satiate you. And I see this a lot with business owners. Like they made the 10K, then out there 20, it just the number just keeps going going up as to what the goal is now. Mm-hmm. Maybe they're happy for a sec a few seconds when they've made that money and then they're already on to the next goal. And that's because internally they still don't feel safe so no amount of money is shifting the that internal aspect so i would start first with what getting your nervous system to be able to experience what is safety what does it feel like to be fully connected to my body to my own experience to be attuned to myself and to attune to others this is going to help you so much too in your process as an entrepreneur because then when people meet with you they're going to trust you more because you're more open Mm -hmm. you're able to you know really hold space for people you're going to you're not going to bypass something that they tell you you're really going to hear it you're going to reflect it you're going to validate it because you've been doing that for yourself so this is the thing. I think it's going to get skipped over. We want to start a business. We want to make all the money, but we're not really looking at, first of all, where our nervous systems are at, like when we're entering into this business or this this venture. And whatever state we're at when we're entering into it is usually the state that we continue through the venture. So mm-hmm. if you're entering into it from a survival state, that is how you're going to run your business all the way to seven, eight figures, whatever it is. And eventually going to lead to some form of exhaustion, burnout, adrenal Mm -hmm. fatigue at some point in the line. So to prevent that, start with the internal resourcing and and safety now and and finding that within your system, releasing the store stress responses and building capacity in your system. Because like you said, as you're growing and scaling a business, more things are going to come. And so you want to be able to have 
that capacity. And how do you do this? Well, there's many different things, but I would first say that if you're on a budget, obviously like starting with some of the things that I mentioned, or maybe it's like finding one person that you can connect with regularly that you know can like hold space for you. So hopefully maybe it's a friend or a family member, but someone that can really just listen. And if you don't have someone like that, maybe trying to find maybe a therapist or a coach or somebody that can do that for you regularly because the system we're social creatures. We need our nervous systems are molded by our environment and by other people. So if you're in also in a home or you're surrounded by a lot of other individuals who are in a, in a stress response and survival response all the time, that is that's shaping your system as well. So trying to also mm-hmm. find environments or and or people that um that aren't in that survival response all the time. We need those survival responses, like you said, but we also, uh, we shouldn't be in them 24 seven. So mm-hmm. also finding some time throughout your day to connect with uh, even just one person who's in that ventral state for you is gonna help you bring more and more of that internal safety. And then you're not gonna be so like, um, your adrenaline levels will be lower, your cortisol levels will be lower. So then you're not going to be operating from from that place as you're building your business. And this is actually when more people I feel like will come to you, because they're going to feel a sense of safety with you. That's the first thing like and 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 so and this is just going to come naturally in the way you speak when you're doing videos, when you are doing a podcast episode, they'll hear it in your voice. Um, they will, um, the way you're writing copy, certain words that you'll use, the way you're asking questions versus just making assumptions about somebody's, uh, situation. This all like helps people feel connection to you and safety to you, but you only know what that feels like by doing the work with yourself Mm. first. Mm, I love that. And I love that, that philosophy and focus towards actually building your business. Or even if you're in the corporate world, having that same kind of focus in the way that you show up and kind of what I'm hearing from this is the importance of first when we're dealing with the external world and things that are happening outside of us to first focus on what's going on within us how can we cultivate that safety within us how can we cultivate that level of abundance as well right within us first and lean into that trust into that before we're kind of looking outside of us to make those things happen within us Yes, exactly. And and so, and the other thing to look at too is because a lot of times people, we, we get caught up in, especially I think in the online space or can this element of like, this, I'll just take this next course. I'm going to enroll and I'm going to learn this next strategy. And we, again, it's sort of this external search to be for the safety, for the, for the, this, like, I need the thing that's going to make me feel like I, I'm, I'm okay now. But as most people find out, they spend all this money and, and, and maybe they learn some things, yes, but they're still not feeling that sense of safety or that satiation. Um, mm. And this other thing to kind of look at is like, do you feel satiated even when you're making only, I mean, again, like depending on your situation, but I'm, let's just say like your business starts to make a few thousand a month. Maybe you're not at 10K, but you're making your expenses and you, so do you feel like a sense of anchoring in that? Do you feel like you can anchor into that a little bit? Can you, do you feel satiated or are you still feeling like you need to like more, 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 more? That's the adrenaline. Adrenaline's mm-hmm. never satiated. You never feel satiated with adrenaline. So that's another thing to kind of be able to like look at, like, am I ever like feeling satiated? Do I ever feel anchored? Do I ever feel stabilized with where I'm currently at? Or is it always mm-hmm. this feeling of like, I need to be doing more and having more? That's a survival response. Mm, it's like stabilizing to where you are being okay with where you are and and comfortable with where you are in the body 
before yes. you're kind of saying, right, where am I going next? What's my next plan? That kind of looking forward momentum that kind of lives in us because of a lot to do with our culture, I think, as well. Yes, absolutely. Our culture, for sure. And technology has moved us really fast, mm. too. And our nervous systems are still catching up to even all this technology. So, you know, there's elements of that. And again, some of these things sound like, oh, well, yeah, it sounds easier said than done in some respects, especially when, like, I really just want to succeed. But, like, this is where you need to look at the root of that. Why do you want to succeed so badly? There, mm. There's something subconsciously in there that's, like, most likely probably something from your past that is still that the stored stress response or something that you're feeling like I need to like do more. It's not enough what I'm doing. I have to keep going. I have to keep climbing. I have to make more money, you know? So really starting to look at some of those things and um, not make them wrong because we all have them on some level, but just sort of like get support for that. And again, a lot of these, a lot of what I'm talking about too, honestly, Emma is like, really get support. I think so often too, we just think I'm going to learn these tools and I'm going to like figure out all the hacks without by myself. And on some level, yes, you can do some of those things for to a point, but then at some point you need to connect mm. with another human who's trained in this, who knows how to really like hold space and who's trauma informed and all of that to like be able to really process with you the stuff that's, that's there. Mm, I think that's such an important aspect as well, not just like we said earlier, not just looking for the next course that has the strategy or the next coaching container that has like a really new kind of concept and idea that seems really attractive, but actually looking for those people that can support and hold space for us. I think I wouldn't be where I am on my journey if I hadn't had my practitioner pretty much every other week to to support me through what I was going through because the entrepreneurial journey, the corporate world, it's not easy it's not this straightforward process especially when we have a lot of unconscious conditioning that is running the show sometimes when we haven't become aware of it so I love what you said there just looking for someone who can hold space for you if you can't invest right now like you said that friend that family member who can support you um, and really living from that that space yeah exactly and it's gonna it's and this is the thing like you know it's just the more you do this too, like the more you're like moving your system and giving it references to feeling safety and connection, um, the more, again, your capacity grows, uh, your concentration will grow. The ideas you're going to have are going to be much more uh, potent, so to speak, too. So there's also all these elements to actually supporting your business as well. It's not mm -hmm. just like for your own like personal health and well-being, which of course that's number one. But then also number two is like your business, the, like the women that I've worked with, like the, the way in which they run their business now and their teams is completely shifted because they've shifted the state of their nervous system and they be able to really listen more and support more. Mm -hmm. um, the ideas that they're having now for their businesses are very, like they would never, they thought like, I never would have thought of that because I was mm -hmm. in such a survival response. I couldn't access that part or mm -hmm. even know what that would feel like. So um, and a lot of these things are sometimes very subtle. And so the more else you do this type of work, the more you're going to be able to really notice the more subtle, the more nuanced things um, that are really going to could, could, you know, potentially really shift your business into a really um, great place. Mm, and I love I love what you're saying, man, kind of the the thing that I'm getting from this, the thing that I'm getting from this is just going slow is not a bad thing like going exactly. slow is not going to limit your success in any way or stop you from becoming wealthy through your own through your own venture whether that's in the corporate world or the entrepreneurship world 
it's about really that connection with yourself. And when you have that connection with yourself and when you're grounded and knowing of how it's best for you to work based on your previous conditioning and your traumas, everything is just going to flow so much more smoothly. Like it's, how do you feel about this concept of the rush, the rush that's associated with, with building a business and the kind of zero to zero to 1 million in two years? Like, do you think that actually there is something that's better, like something more tailored to the individual and yeah, there's a, yes. First of all, going from zero to a million in such a short amount of time, um, it's possible and people do it. Um, but the question I would ask, though, is what state were they in when they were creating that? Because whatever, again, whatever state you were in when you were doing it is is the state that then is going to perpetuate. And so, mm-hmm. you know, so for a lot of the women I work with who have already built some of these empires, so to speak, or they've, they've scaled to six or seven figures now, they but here's the thing, like they're, they're experiencing so much exhaustion. And like I said, and like, and mm-hmm. a lot of like not ability to shut off. And so, cause their system was in hyper arousal trying to get to that, to that, you know, million or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so we have to be careful because again, like we go slow to go fast and nervous system works. So if you're, you, you said like, you're trying to like, just really accelerate and go like super, like that's a very short amount of time to be, sort of pushing your yourself to mm. that million, like you're very, you're probably likely we're very also disconnected from your body to get there. And that's where the thing where a lot of us is what we've done to survive is like, just disconnect, forget the body. We're just going to you know pretty much have just use the mind and just keep going, going, going. But then there's a price to pay at the end. And I want to tell you that the price is not worth it. It just isn't. Mm-hmm. A lot of women I work with would, would tell you that. Like, I wish I'd gone a little bit slower. I wish I kind of paid attention more because now I have to mm. like that trust really- in the body process in the body Mm. exactly so going slow to go fast and also this um sustainability like you said like you can't be sustainable with that you you know this like this we we our bodies weren't designed to be going 100 miles an hour all the time and the other thing i think we confuse sometimes is like because of our culture like you mentioned emma there's an aspect to adrenaline feeling like it's our homeostasis mm-hmm. it's it's almost like it's been collectively sort of pl- plugged in or programmed in that this adrenaline feeling is actually where we need to we keep returning to over and over um so really something addictive in it very addictive he, very addictive exactly adrenaline is very addictive and so and these cortisol levels get very addictive so we and so this is again like where this aspect too of like being able to slowly detox yourself off of that adrenaline takes a little bit of time, but it's so worth it because then you're not being led by the adrenaline all the time. For, for, for example, like how you're, how you're investing in things is not from an adrenaline state or how you are running your business is not from an adrenaline state or how you're selling. And when you're not in an adrenaline state, you're more connected. Like we talked about, there's going to, when you're not in adrenaline, you'll have a more, it's just going to be more, it's just going to be more sustainable. You're going to be there for the long haul. And a lot of these women who are more in the men and women, both, but women I mostly work with who are in adrenaline all the time, there comes a point where that is done. Like there's just, mm-hmm. there's just a system can no longer keep going with the adrenaline. And then you need to step away from your business because now you're having health issues and all these other aspects are coming up. So mm-hmm. I've, I've loved this conversation. I think it's something that really needs to be addressed in our industry um, and also in our cultures, like we spoke about. And um, so 
just to kind of wrap up, I would love yeah. you for you to to share just where people can access you, how can people connect with you, and also if there's anything that you kind of want to leave with us on a last note, just to tie up our, our really interesting and really fascinating conversation that I've loved. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so people can find me. I'm, I'm on um, social media. So there's my my Instagram is Laura Lisa Larios and. Um, so you can send me, you can send me a message there cause I'm generally there, um, or on Facebook at Laura Larios and, um, <clears throat> I don't know if you're going to link this here, but yeah, um, there'll be, yeah, there'll perfect. be the, yeah, you can just be find the show it. notes. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> I love it when I ask people that and then they start spelling it and I'm like, don't worry, it'll be in the show notes. <laughs> perfect. Um, and then the website's still, actually I'm redoing my website at the moment. So that is not up, but I, but, but like I said, you can find me on, on Facebook or Instagram. And then, um, yeah, I guess the last thing I would say, oh, there's just so much, but, um, I, I think I would kind of wrap this up with let, mm. like just, don't disregard your nervous system. It really is the key for every aspect of your life. Like it's not just mm-hmm. your business. It's not, it's your relationships. It's your health. It's everything. And we're just starting to really, I feel like talk about the nervous system, understand the nervous system, which is great. I'm so glad we're having these, this, mm-hmm. this, this conversation, mm-hmm. which, you know, is so exciting. I love this. It's been fascinating. Yeah, it's so good. Um, and so just start to get curious. Like I said, you know, get curious. There's a lot of, there's information out there. I would start if you were looking for more resources about the nervous system and understanding the different states, I would look at uh, Deb Dana. Um, you can Google her and Deb Dana and just nervous system. You can Google um, polyvagal theory as well, or, or Stephen Porsche's work. Um, that's primarily what my work is focused on. And just start reading about the nervous system and trying to read about the different states. And there's, of course, like there's more videos getting made and things like that as well. And I've made a few videos on Instagram you can check out around like what, like different things you can do to kind of help stabilize mm-hmm. your system. Um, and really like this is the crux of your business. So once you are really doing these things or you are not just doing them, but you're living them, you're embodying them. It's not just a technique or a thing you do. It's like, it's mm. part of your whole existence. Your system is just naturally um, in, in more of a ventral state. This is yeah, exactly what you said, Emma, everything will start to thrive more and it'll be way more sustainable and you'll be able to actually, um, again, also really be able to hold space for the people mm. and, and do the work that you're, that you want to do. And then you get to enjoy it on a whole other level exactly. because you're connected and you're present with everything that you're doing. Great point. Exactly, too. So it's like even like all these things you're working for, um, you actually get to enjoy it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And like really be with your family and really be able to um, enjoy the wealth that you've created and really make the connections in your business and support the the people that you're here to support. Mm. Oh, well, I've loved this conversation. I just want to honor you because I think this is a really important topic to be spoken about in our industry and in the corporate world and in our culture because we're moving away from this hustle notion that we have to hustle, that we have to move quickly and that the answer to success is becoming successful by making this happen in this amount of time. And I think it's important that you're bringing the awareness to what does your body feel is best for you and how can you best connect to that and lead from that place, right? Exactly, exactly. Mm. Because you're right, like designing a bit, a nerve, a let's say let's designing a business around your nervous mm. system versus mm. like designing a business and your nervous system has to like, do, you know, like, <laughs> do, you know, like do it this way. It's like, no, I don't want to. So like, you, yeah, there's, there is a way to, to, because everyone, like you said, it's a little bit different and how your nervous system, maybe for some people, like 
like, you know, a few thousand a month is, is, is great for their system. They feel stabilized in that and they're serving and they're connecting. And for others, it might be more. Again, the number is the number, but it's like really figuring out like what is satiating for your system, what feels anchoring for you. And then you can always grow from that. But just, yeah, starting, starting mm. simply, starting simply mm. and, uh, is the most sustainable <laughs> thing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I've loved this conversation, Laura. Thank you so much for coming on and sharing some great wisdom with us and our listeners. Um, everyone sure has enjoyed it. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> Thank you. See you later, love. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in today. We hope you feel even more expanded, connected and inspired from today's conversation. Don't forget to leave us a review if you're listening on Apple or Spotify and you can head to the show notes for even more ways to connect to our community. See you next week.